welcome to the Starting Line Church Sermons Podcast. Here at Starting Line Church, we are all about helping people embrace that there is more to life through Jesus. This sermon was first given at Starting Line Church in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, good morning, everybody. Glad that you all are here this morning. What a wonderful day as we are continuing our series this morning called Seasons of the Soul. And if you were with us last week or you watched it uh, online, um, Al talked and kicked us off last week with the season of summer. And so the whole idea behind these next couple of weeks uh, is really about how we view the health of our soul. Oftentimes, especially in Western Christianity, we see uh, our relationship with Jesus, we see our spiritual life, uh, we see the health of our soul as like a, a line graph. We put it in line with like uh, uh, financial graphs, like we view it in that same way. It's like everything should always be up and to the right, right? Everything should always be getting better. And if it's not getting better, then there's a problem. But what if Instead of viewing our spiritual life like that, what if instead we viewed our spiritual life like the seasons of the weather, right? Where it's not as much a straight line up or down, but it's cyclical. It goes in cycles. Seasons come, seasons go. We live in the Midwest. We are blessed with seasons, right? It's not like we live in Florida where it's summer all the time, right? That would be great in some regards, but there is something to be said about the beauty of the cycle of the seasons. And I think the more that we look at this, I think this is how God intended our spiritual life to be, right? And so obviously it still should be a little up and to the right, but you know, if you were to draw it on a map, it'd be like circles, right? And maybe they'd be keep going bigger. But we know, right, if you've been a follower of Jesus for any length of time, you know that life, your spiritual life, your life with Jesus is not always easy. And oftentimes we come to those seasons in our life where our relationship with God is just not quite the way that we want it to be. And that's okay, right? We feel ashamed. We feel like something's wrong, but what if we learned that it was okay and that there is just a season for us to go to? Now, uh, when we talk about the seasons of the soul, oftentimes the two longest seasons that we go through are summer and winter. We're going to get to winter next week. It's okay. But there's these transition points, and this is where our fall, our autumn season comes into a play because it's a transition time between the summer of our soul and the winter of our soul. And if I could stress to you one thing about these seasons, it's that it's natural and it's okay, right? Oftentimes, like I said, we feel that changes in our spiritual life and our relationship with Jesus, we, we tend to feel guilty, right? Like, um, you know, I used to love to come to church and like it was so easy and I looked forward to it. I used to love to get up in the morning and, and spend time in prayer and read my Bible, but you know, in this season of life, it just doesn't come naturally like that. That's okay. That's okay. These are seasons that God takes us through because in each and every season that we go through, there's a different lesson. There's something more that God wants to teach, to develop, to transform inside of us because there are things that we learn in winter that we can't learn in summer, just like in the regular seasons. There's things we can't, you can't snowboard in summer, 
right? You can't snowboard when it's sunny out, right? Snowboarding's fun. It has to be winter, right? There are things that we do, there are things that we learn in each of these seasons. And I think, I hope that these next couple of weeks actually help us map out um, and, and come to know, to realize, to recognize our spiritual journey. And so, again, these are seasons. They come, they go, they don't last forever, but they're going to come multiple times in life, right? We're going to have multiple seasons of summer. We're going to have multiple seasons of fall. And so the idea is that if we can be aware of these, if we know to kind of spot the signs that they're coming, we can better prepare ourselves. We're overall more healthy when those seasons come and when those seasons go. Now, I people make fun of me. I love fall. It is probably my second favorite season. Winter is my favorite. Unashamed. My wife makes fun of me all the time. But I do love fall. It is one of my favorite seasons, right? The, the leaves begin to change color, right? You get like that week or two where it's just like the scenery is really beautiful. Um, I love pumpkin pie, and so pumpkin pie makes a comeback in fall, right? Uh, The football season begins, right? Both on TV, going to games, things like that. And when you think about fall, especially when you think about it maybe in terms of like a football season, uh, it is a very unique season because you don't always know what kind of weather you're going to get, right? You may start out week one of the season and it is sweltering hot, Um, you are sweating, and then you get to a certain rivalry game the week after Thanksgiving, and it's like snowing, right? We never know what kind of weather we're going to get in the fall season, right? Sometimes we get like the false fall where, you know, you get like that week of cooler weather in the summer, and then all of a sudden the heat comes right back. Because here's the thing about fall. Fall is a season of transition, Fall is a season of transition. It's a time of the year when the weather begins to get cooler. Uh, You begin to realize that you're leaving the high of summer and you're getting ready to uh, embrace, whether you like it or not, the winter season, right? You get back into the rhythms of the school year, right? You begin to reestablish your routines, So as we look at the season of our soul, uh, we can actually compare it to the actual season, right? Fall in our life is much like the weather. It's unexpected. We don't always realize that fall is coming, right? There's not really um, a point where you go like, oh, it's fall. Like it just kind of is there. Like there's not like a a signaling. It just kind of happens. And oftentimes we don't actually begin to realize that it's fall until winter is almost here. Chances are it's actually been fall for a while. Because fall is a season of transition. It's a, it's a signal, it's a signpost to us that times are beginning to change. Unfortunately, it's a sign that a darker, harder season is on its way, right? When I think of fall, I think of I love memes, and so what better way to express this, Right? Brace yourselves, winter is coming, right? If we had a meme to sum up fall, this is it, right? Brace ourselves. It's a season of transition. Get ready because winter is on the way. Now, usually in fall, the thing that we most want is to go back to summer, right? When that weather starts to get colder, you're like, oh, it's getting colder. Like, I just want to go back to summer, right? And you start to get a little sad, right? Right? Because summer's fun, right? 
Like we talked about last week, it's, it's exciting, it's fun, it's easy. That's usually when we go on vacation, right? Um, because that's our, our time off. The kids are out of school. Summer is fun. And so when we start to get back into that rhythm of fall, we usually find ourselves wanting to go back to summer. And the same is true in our spiritual life. When things begin to change, what we want most is to go back to the good old days, the summer times when things were easy. Because fall is such a hard season to predict, right? There isn't, there isn't that moment where you're like, oh, it's fall now. It's fluid. You just kind of begin to feel it. You know what I'm talking about? It's a, it's a feeling. And so the same things begins to happen, right? When we come out of a summer season of our soul, right, in our relationship to Jesus, right? Coming to church was easy. Reading our Bible was easy. Spending time in prayer, serving others. All of these things were easy. We actually looked forward to doing all of those things. But slowly over time, they become a little more forced. You don't enjoy it as much. You get up in the morning, you sit down to read your Bible, and there's just kind of this feeling like, man, I don't, I don't really want to, you know. God doesn't seem like he's speaking to me in the same way that he was. That's okay. That's okay. This isn't a season for us to feel guilty because there are things that God wants to teach us in fall that will grow us, strengthen us, and make us more resilient in the future. And the problem is we can't learn these lessons any other way except in fall. Because here's the thing, winter is coming, it's on its way, and so if we just skip fall or we try to go back to summer, the reality is it makes our winter that much harder. So when fall hits, I believe that there are two things that God wants to teach us. So whether you are in a fall season of your soul right now, whether one is coming, or maybe you look back on your life and you will recognize some of these seasons in your life, I think there's two things that God primarily wants to do in us in a fall season. The first um, is that we realize in fall that God decides our journey, right? God decides our journey. God is ultimately in control of the journey, right? Here at Starland Church all the time, we talk about, right, how, how life is a journey. Coming to know Jesus is just the starting line. We talk about running the race, and so what we realize in the fall season is that our race is actually laid out by God himself and not the way that we determine it, right? Because oftentimes the journey that God has for us is different than we would pick for ourselves, right? If summer were to last forever, if we would just move to the Florida, the temptation is that we would begin to believe that all of the good things that happen are because of me because of what I do. And so God reminds us in these fall seasons that it's actually him that does all of these things. He is the one that is guiding. He is the one that is leading, right? In summertime, the longer it goes on, oftentimes we begin to lean on ourselves, on our skills, on our talents, on our abilities. And so God gently takes us into this fall season and says, let me remind you, I'm in control. And that's a lesson that we often need to learn a lot. 
Because in this season, we, re- we realize that God is ultimately in control. He is the one who guides and directs, right? As we move through the fall season, what we want God to do, what begins to happen is we say, God, I want you to come and find me, right? Because God was so easily found, right? It was so easy for us to enter his presence, right? To feel his presence around us in the summer season. And so when things begin to get hard, we kind of just stop and we cross our arms and we're like, I want God to come get me. But in reality, God uses this season to constantly remind us that we are to chase after him. Because we have a part to play in our spiritual journey. We can't just sit back in the vacation mode, but that we actually have a part to play in our spiritual development. Theologian Dallas Willard says this. It says, grace is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning. Right? So while we believe as followers of Jesus uh, that our relationship, that, that all of the blessings, everything that God gives us, we don't earn, which is true, there is effort that is meant to be put in on our part, right? Deuteronomy 4.29, Moses reminds us that God wants us to seek him. He wants us to chase after him. There's there's action that has to be put into place, right? 4.29 says, uh, but if, if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. So here's the thing about God. He wants to be found, He doesn't play hide and seek from us. He doesn't go and hide in a dark corner and say, come find me. But he does want us to seek after him. He wants us to do the work of chasing after him because it's in those actions that God begins to transform our heart and our soul. And he promises us that if we do that work, he is there. He is ready to be found. I got to tell you, this is not the way that I would choose to run the spiritual life, right? Um, I would love it if, uh, you know, every time we, we, we spent time in prayer, anytime we, we opened up the Bible and read, like, God just revealed new things to us, right? That it was always easy. That it was always summer. That's the path that I want. No hardship, certainly no winter. It's just always easy. It seems like it comes naturally. But the important lesson for us to learn and fall is that God is ultimately in control. He is the one that leads and guides because we don't get to have the journey that we want, but we get the journey that God wants us to have. And ultimately, that journey is better than any journey we could lay out for ourselves. Secondly, in fall, we realize that God continually pushes us towards holiness, God is continually pushing us towards holiness, right? Holiness, if you're unfamiliar with that word, is just simply uh, being more like Jesus, right? The word holy actually means to be set apart, to be different than everything else around you, which is who Jesus is. And so holiness is simply being transformed more and more into who Jesus is, right? We begin to take on his characteristics. We begin to do what he did, And so there are things that we have to go through. There are things in our life. When we come to follow Jesus, when we begin, when we embark on this journey, there are things that God has to do inside of us to change us, to transform us, to be more like Jesus. 
And that transformation really begins to happen in fall and begins, and you'll see it through winter and even into spring. Think about it when you uh, prune a bush, right? When you, uh, you, you get to the end of the season, I don't know if any of you guys do this, but um, I, I generally look forward to the last yard work day of the season, right? Because like you don't have to mow the grass anymore. You're kind of just doing this cleanup, right? And so one of the things that you do is you begin to prune, you begin to cut back bushes so that next year, when the next spring and summer comes, they actually grow larger than what they were that previous summer. And so in essence, that's the same thing that God begins to do inside of us in fall is he begins to prune us, right? Things get a little harder. He begins to cut away certain things. And we go through the season fall, even into winter, which we'll talk about next week, right? Where it feels like like things have been cut away from us, right? It's hard. We feel like we're smaller, we're shorter than what we were. And that's because God is doing a work inside of us, right? There's no secret in this room. I hate to tell y'all, but none of us are perfect, right? We all have things that we need to get better at. We all have things to work on. And so it's in these seasons, I see all the spouses looking at each other. Yeah, you have things to work on. (laughs) But the reality is in those seasons, God begins to transform us and actually does a work that in the long run will actually make us better, that will make us more like Him. Hebrews 12, uh, starting with verse 7, uh, read this with me. It says, as you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us, so we might share in His holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. You see, God brings us through this season of hardship for a purpose, See, in fall, God, he prunes and he weeds and he helps shed light on things that keep us from fully and wholly loving and following him. It isn't pleasant. It isn't fun. It gets harder. But it's necessary and for our own good. Right? Like the writer of Hebrews said, we all, we go through it to share in his holiness. We have to go through fall in order to continue our journey, we can't just go back to summer. Because the reality is God wants more for you than you want for yourself. Right? In the summer seasons, we think that we're progressing along, uh, but God wants us to go deeper than that. And it's in these fall seasons that we realize, like, maybe we aren't as far along as we think we are, as our best moments would indicate. Right? There are things that we have to progress deeper into, and if we were always in summer, those things would never be revealed to us. 
But in the season of fading, it is revealed to us the areas that, where God wants to begin to do a deeper work, ultimately leading to a deeper, more fulfilling life. So what do you do if you are in a fall season, right? When you feel like you may be in a fall season, how do we handle it? How do we learn from it, right? How do we get the most out of the fall season? I think there are four practices that we can do in fall to help us thrive in the season, to prune away all that keeps us from Jesus, and to continue and progress farther along in the journey that God has for us. The first one is rehearse surrender, right? Oftentimes, Jesus leads us through a fall season because we have not fully surrendered ourselves to Jesus, right? Each and every day in the fall season, when you're in the fall season, the best thing that you can do is to wake up and surrender. Surrender control of your lives, surrender control of your expectations, surrender what you think you are owed by God. Surrender all that you are and all that we have, right? This is what following Jesus is all about. It's letting go of everything that would keep us from following Jesus fully, because the reality is there are so many things that try to distract us from our race with Jesus, things that would keep us from fully embracing life with him. And so if you find yourself in a fall season, rehearse surrender. Notice the word rehearse. Practice. Even when you don't feel like it, even when all you want to do is hold on even tighter, Right, they're getting ready to do, I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, uh, in the next room over here, they're getting ready to do a play. They actually have a performance later today. And what have those actors been doing for the last couple of weeks? They've been rehearsing. They've been practicing. And the same is true for our surrender. We wake up and we rehearse it. We actually have to put it into practice. Because in our surrender, we let go of our expectations, our rights, our control, and allow God to replace those things with trust, gratitude, and desperation for himself. Secondly, cling to trust, right? As, uh, as things get harder in the fall season, it begins to feel like God is moving farther and farther away. But we know that God is never gone but the felt experience of himself changes. And all he asks us to do is to cling to simple trust. Trust that God is all-powerful, that he is all-knowing. Even when it seems like we might have a better way, trusting that God is kind and compassionate and all-loving, even when it feels like he's unkind. Trust that God is always near, even when he feels like he is far away. It's like a trust fall. You guys ever done those? I, I would be hard-pressed to imagine that any of us in this room have done a trust fall recently. Usually you do it in, like, middle school, high school. But, right, you, you stand with your back that you can't see, and you fall back, and you expect that somebody is going to catch you. This is what Jesus asked us to do in this season, to simply keep progressing forward, trusting, even when it doesn't feel like it, that God is going to take care of ourselves, take care of us. Thirdly, uh, practice discipline. Uh, now, I'm not talking about uh, the, the kind of discipline that is like punishment for behavior, 
but discipline as in habits and practices that help us to learn and grow, right? In, in Christianity and following Jesus, we often refer to things as like the spiritual disciplines, right? These are things like, uh, you know, reading your Bible, going to church. There's a, there's a whole vast, uh, you know, collection of spiritual disciplines. Um, if you go back, if you've been with us for a couple of months, uh, the Rhythm series that we did, I believe it was last fall or maybe two falls ago. Uh, it all runs together. Um, but you can check those out online. Um, but those rhythms, right, those practices, those disciplines... And the idea, because those things are going to begin to feel forced. And the temptation in the fall season is just to give those up all together. And so if you find yourself in the fall season, the best thing that you can do is still practice. Even though it doesn't feel like anything's getting out of it. Even though it feels forced and maybe you feel guilty, like, you know, reading my Bible should not feel forced. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus. Like, I should want to read my Bible. There come seasons in our life where we don't enjoy it, and that's okay. But that doesn't mean stop. Because the reality is, in the fall season, if we think that practicing the spiritual disciplines are hard, they're only getting harder as we come into winter. And so if we can keep up those rhythms, it actually makes the winter season a lot easier. Lastly, this is one of my favorites. Review your monuments. Chances are, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, uh, you have moments, you have points in your life that you can look back to and see how God has moved in your life, where God maybe has done something special, where God has done something unique, where God has given you a reminder. Um, I would encourage you, if you don't do this already, any time that you go through a moment like that in, in your walk with Jesus, find something to mark that moment in time. One of the things that we have sitting uh, on our desk back home uh, is just a little cross. Um, I think it's handmade, um, but it was given to us on the day that we were ordained um, as, as reverends um, in the Wesleyan Church. And so when times get tough, I know that I can look at that just little cross that sits on my desk and be reminded of what God did back in the summer times. When you read through the Old Testament, right, as the Israelites progress, we read this a lot through the book of Exodus and, and through the book of Joshua, Right? Anytime God would do something big, they would set up a monument. You know, usually it was like a stack of stones or, or there was something that they would place physically to remind themselves. Right? We talked about this when they crossed the Jordan River. They stacked the 12 stones up. And, and the reason for that that God said is so that when future generations, when they're struggling, when they're going through hard times, they can look at that stack of stones. It's just a stack of stones. There's nothing special about it. And they can look back and be reminded of what God did, and it helps them to progress, because sometimes we forget. Sometimes we get so hyper-focused on the moment that the most helpful thing we can do is to look back, to be reminded of something that God did in the past that gives us the perseverance and the endurance to keep walking forward even when we don't feel like it. And so if you feel like you're in a fall season, it's okay. It's there for a reason. 
There's a reason that the fall season is here. There are things that we can't learn anywhere else except in the fall season. And so my prayer for us is that if, if, if you're going through a fall season, or maybe one is coming up for you, you probably just don't know it yet, that you would just tuck these away, tuck these four things away. You can always come back to this message. It lives online. It's the beauty of the internet. You can always go back and listen to it. But that in this fall season, we would not just skip over it, that we would not have the desire to go back to summer, or that we would rush too far ahead into winter, that we miss the transition, the preparation that God is doing that ultimately leads to a bigger growth for us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you uh, that you do not always expect our spiritual life to be easy. That it's okay when we go through these hard times in life. That it's natural, that it's okay, that there's actually things that you're doing for us in those seasons that we can't learn anywhere else. And so, God, my prayer is that whether we're in a fall season or we're getting ready to come into a fall season of our life, God, that you would uh, remind us of those two things, that you would continually remind us that you are in control of our journey, that you set the path before us, that you determine where we go. But that also, God, we would let you prune, that we would let you do the work of pushing us towards holiness, pushing us to be more like you, that we would embrace this season for what it is, knowing that it doesn't last forever, but being willing to go through the hard times to push forward and to learn what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to our sermon podcast. If you want to learn more about Starting Line Church or to help support our ministry here, check us out at www.startingline.church.